Welcome to Pageant Planet's podcast, where we share stories and strategies to help expand and connect the global pageant community. Visit pageantplanet.com to find pageants, hire coaches, shop for dresses, and more. Now, here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Welcome everyone to another Pageant Planet podcast. This is the podcast for contestants who want to be inspired and discover how to win the crown. And today, Jesse and myself, we are covering quarantined pageant strategies for both contestants and we're deviating slightly and covering businesses too. Mm-hmm. And this podcast is going to be more of a freestyle approach and a deviation from our traditional biographical stories and strategies, but we really did feel it was necessary to deviate Due to the time, Stephen and I were just talking prior to the podcast starting, and it's really the first time in our lifetimes that everyone in the world is kind of in the same boat. So it's important for us to be able to cover this for all of our worldwide listeners and followers. Yeah. And this podcast is going to be broken up into three different segments. So first, we're going to talk about title holders, people who've already run the crown and maybe they're sitting at home twiddling their thumb, wishing they could go out on appearances. The second is about competitors, people that are um, competing in the pageant, but they're kind of dealing with that uncertainty. Is the pageant going to happen? If so, when's going to happen? Did it get delayed, Mm -hmm. canceled? Um, And then the third is going to be about the businesses that are impacted, directors, coaches, photographers, people that own aesthetic places um, like medical spas and photographers. And we're going to cover them in that order. So if you are a business listening to this and you're a designer or a retailer, you can like skim past the title order if you don't want to hear that element. For sure. So let's start with tips that every title holder can use. So um, in thinking about this, like what can you use? Um, if you're sitting at home and your your appearances have all been canceled, you're quarantined, so you're not allowed to go out to where there's like 10 or more people, and this is depending on the country where you're living. But we thought about it, and as we're brainstorming, we say, oh, this is a great time to make appearances via podcasts um, and, or go like live with somebody uh, on Instagram because you can do mm-hmm. the shared lives or you can do like um, – a pre-recorded video on YouTube and upload that where you're where you're talking back and forth with maybe a coach who's interviewing you and they have their own podcast station or YouTube channel or Instagram. So you can do that and leverage the digital platforms because the cool thing is the ripple effect is that it's going to be out there way longer than just maybe a, a an hour appearance that you go somewhere. You do this, it's out there for a lifetime. Oh, absolutely. And if you're a contestant, I know we're skipping ahead a tiny bit, but if you are preparing to compete and you haven't thought about how you can be literally a million places at once in your preparation title holder plan, you are totally doing it wrong. Like the title holders that had already planned to make their mark larger than just places where they will stand and exist are being extremely successful right now because they've already thought about things. They've already identified five podcasts that they think are a fit for their personality, their platform, um, their background. They've already thought about who they want to partner up with to get their message out. Um, So, you know, even if you didn't think that far ahead, it's not too late. I think there's probably some more time for you. So go ahead and make that short list, that five podcasts that you really want to focus on uh, that are match Make that list of 10 title holders that you can go live with. And if you're cross-promoting, it's going to be even bigger. Yeah. And I mean, we do a call to action at the end of all of our podcasts saying like, hey, if you want to be featured on ours, create a contestant profile and like email us the link. 
<laughs> yeah, we've gotten no submission since we've been in quarantine, Stephen. Yeah, none. So this it's is it's time to step up. Absolutely, title holders. <laughs> so, um, and then one other thing about this appearance, these digital appearances, is I, mean, I think it was Miss Virginia, Miss Teen Virginia USA, that I saw doing this. She went live and she was reading a kids' book on live. So it's like, oh, that's a really cool nice. way to to use your use your time. Was it Miss Virginia Teen USA or was it a different title holder? Are you sure about that? No, I'm not sure. I, I thought it was that, but I, I'm not sure. I, I know it was the Teen USA, but I don't remember the state. Got it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love to see that. And for, so beyond appearances, finding ways to get yourself out there from your home, it's communicate and, cur- and encourage contestants who are competing. It takes little to no energy to go to other contestants who you know are competing in your system or other systems and just drop them a line or a private message even and just let them know know that you see what they're doing and they're doing a great job and keep up the good work and it'll all be worth it. It just creates a really positive environment for pageant contestants. Yeah, and like, hey, this is like some common questions I had when when I was going to compete in the system, you know, all of that. Like, it's really a great time to build relationships. And, mm-hmm. you know, to encourage the other contestants. So that's point number two. And in point number three for, for title holders is like promote your sponsors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just hanging out. And, and sponsors are kind of jaded by pageant girls, to be honest, because yes. pageant girl sponsors, for the most part, feel used. When you're like, oh, dress me, you're the greatest thing, I'll promote you all the time. You get your extensions, you get your dress, you get your earrings for free, and then you forget about them and you move on to the next um, sponsor, or you're then at that point focused on winning the crown. Here's a time where you're quarantined, they're all quarantined. Most of your sponsors are probably hurting uh, for business um, because most businesses have been impacted. And like promote them, or like at the very minimum, Use thank you cards. You know, Jesse, you're good about sending out thank you cards. So it's like to write those thank you cards and just to say, hey, I appreciate it. Um, here's like my um, my headshot and maybe a signed copy. All those things that maybe you're hoping that you had time to do when you're busy, you now have time to do it. Right. And we talked about this on our pageant um, Planet Live a couple of days ago as well. Someone asked me, how do I get sponsors right now? And I said, the odds are not in your favor. Another, um, this is our second Mockingjay reference of the morning, Stephen, you and I. <laughs> um, the odds are not in your favor right now. So if you are either a current title holder looking for sponsors or you're a contestant looking for ad pages or what have you, it's going to be hard to go to a business who can't afford to pay their employees and ask them for money for your pageant. So what I'm suggesting to contestants is identify your target sponsor list and reach out to them and say, hey, I know things are hard for you right now. I have a following and I'm competing for this pageant and I would really love to find out how I could help you get the word out during this difficult time. And if you're going to them and just offering them help, it costs you nothing. And then when it comes back and say, hey, I I know things are looking better for you now. I, I know we work together. I hope you found value in that. And I would love to talk about a formal sponsorship um, and what that looks like. And then they're much more likely to one, take your call or take your meeting. And two, you've already proven that you'll do what you say and they trust you. So you can always help out your community in a way that sets a foundation for future sponsorships. Mm, great strategies there. And I'll say very lastly regarding this before we move on to the, the competitors is that you could also just 
launch a fundraiser too through pageant planet create a profile it works like gofundme but it's pageant specific you launch a fundraiser and maybe you collect some donations there yeah you and use it creatively say for five dollars i will send you a video greeting for ten dollars i will and just like keep going with that how you can use your most valuable asset which is you to encourage people to be engaged with you and don't just make it like your thank you card. Like five, maybe, maybe it's $10 is an autographed photo of you, whatever it is. Think about ways you will get something back right now, because again, dollars are tight for just about everyone. So if you can make if someone's dollar go farther with what you're giving back, I'll more power to you. Yeah. F- funny story with this. My, my nephew, um, uh, Renata and I, we sent him some money for graduation and we got a thank you card and on the t- thank you card at, you know, the front, it said, thank you. And you opened it up and it just said his name. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. <laughs> it just, I won't use his real name, but it just said Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> I've never, it's like, all right, got, okay. Definition of my mom told me. I, I know. <laughs> So anyway, so that's that's some tips that you can do as a title holder. Now let's go on to tips that competitors. So somebody that's competing in a pageant but hasn't quite run the crown yet. So Jesse, you want to cover the first point? Yeah, we are so stinking excited about this. We are going to do some special digital training. And it's in addition to our great resources like our virtual coaching, our VIP, our platinum programs where you get like full white glove service. Um, but this, we're releasing a special edition of this. It's called Celeb Sesh. And it's allowing you to buy a mock interview from a celebrity. So a celebrity being Sarah Rose Summers, Cara Mund, um, Chris, Kristen Dalton, um, Betty Cantrell. So, I mean, like big time Miss USA and Miss America winners. Um, and they're going to be coming on board with us. And for $20, you can buy a mock interview with them. Now, the, the fun part is you don't know who you're getting. So you're going to log in and bing, Kristen Dalton's going to pop up. And you're not going to have any idea that it's going to be her. Or Carmine's going to pop right up. And you will not know, which is really fun. So you'll have different variety of people. And they've already won their titles. A lot of titles people listening want to be winning. And they'll be able to give you some amazing advice. You'll have that one-on-one conversation with them. And you'll come back a better competitor. Yeah, but for $20, you are guaranteed a spot with a former Miss America, a former Miss USA. And like, again, you're going to get this, this great mock interview with a little bit of feedback at the end, but for 20 bucks and you get Mm -hmm. to do it all from your home and you get to meet some of these people that you have been following all like all year, you know, since they're like all the way back from like Teresa Scanlon and Chris, Kristen Dalton. So it's two Miss USA's, three Miss Americas and you get your... Like Jesse said, it's randomized. So digital training like that is really powerful now um, and you can use it to your advantage. So um, yeah, we'll drop the link in the show notes so that you can just click on it. And if you're interested, sign up, um, which you will never be able to hire any one of these people again for 20 bucks. Like no, never. never. <laughs> <laughs> they're only doing this one because I asked them um, and two because they're quarantined and they literally are just kind of hanging out. So and they're doing it collectively as a group. Um, so they're just like, <laughs> it, 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 yeah, you won't be able to do that again. Nope. And this is also a time to shop. So 
dresses, jewelry, shoes, or your pageant entrance fees. I mean, again, we already talked about, we know that this is an interesting economic situation. So at the very least, if you can't pull the trigger right now, you can be doing your shopping online, all sorts of sites, resale sites. And if you do find something you like on a resale site, you might be able to get a great deal because people are just trying to unload a lot of their inventory. So yeah, you can spend an hour a night shopping for pageant wardrobe, pageant items, and you'll probably get some really great deals, great opportunities, or at least you have it narrowed down to what you want. Yeah, because for the most part, businesses are hurting. Now, I do have some friends in different sectors that they are thriving and they're busier than they've ever been, but like for the most part, retail sales are down. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now's a time that if you do have that income and if you live in the United States, these stimulus checks that are coming out, to know the different products that you have an eye on, uh, to Jesse's point, you could reach out to them. Like if you're shopping on Pageant Planet, um, through our shop, you can buy all these shoes and jewelry and dresses and all that stuff on there. You can message the seller and say, hey, like, would you be willing to give us at a discount? You know, you can do that and just see. I mean, they could always say no or not reply or whatever, but then you can just buy it at normal cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that opportunity there. And for, you know, pageant entry fees, if you haven't pulled the trigger yet, you can also find discounted pageant entry fees. So it is a really great time to buy right now because you can get everything close to a fire sale. Yep, definitely. Yeah. And then the last thing you can do as a competitor is practice your walk. Obviously, you have nowhere else to go, so you can be strutting your stuff down your hallway and breaking in your pageant shoes, and you can use our 233 pageant questions, and these questions delivered right to your email inbox once you download them, and they cover hot topics, getting to know you, platform, whatever it might be, and it's like your time to really go through every single one, rapid fire, no thinking allowed, you're trying to find the perfect answer, just prove to yourself that you can answer anything, and you'll be so much more equipped for pageant interview once you're able to get back with your coach or do standard mock interviews, uh, what have you. Yeah, and I'll link to our 233 questions in our show notes, but these are the questions that Chelsea Kirst, uh, um, Miss, Miss USA right now, use to prepare for on-stage question for Miss USA. So, and they're free. And just download them and practice them. And then another thing that you can do is you can practice your makeup looks, hair look, the hairstyle looks, things like that, that maybe you haven't had the time or the courage to do it. Bring up some YouTube videos, like check out our whole course that we have on hair and makeup with links to YouTube videos that we suggest for good um, pageant hair and makeup looks and practice them. Like now is the perfect time. It is the perfect time. I think <laughs> I might even do my hair and makeup course. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Yeah, why not? So, all right. So next, we're going to transition to businesses. And these are tips that every business can use. And then what we'll do is we'll go into specific business tips. So we'll go into like specifically here's some ideas for pageants or retailers, designers. And if you're a competitor or a uh, contestant right now, um, I would like for you to share this podcast with people that you work with. Because, you know, chances are, I mean, not chances, they've been impacted by this. We all have. So by sharing this, it gives them some ideas to keep the wheels turning and it would be a positive light. So if you tell them, like, take note at what time it is, it's about 15 minutes into the podcast and you're like, hey, I know that you're a retailer. Um, Check this out. Fast forward to the 15 minute mark, somewhere around there. 
and they start talking about ideas for businesses and I think you could see some value in it. So we're doing this for them because we really want to help the industry. So these are some great tips that uh, we've done at Pageant Planet. We've done it um, like Roddy Med Spa. So the whole thing is it's we want to help um, the people involved the industry. And so for those of you that maybe don't know, um, obviously like I own Pageant Planet, but then um, my wife and I, we also own a medical spa too, um, together. So we do Botox and fillers and lip injections and, um, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So we actually got a call from the city because we're a registered, um, we're kind of registered as a tattoo establishment because we do permanent makeup that gets rid of stretch marks and, um, eyebrows and, um, all that fun stuff. So they're like, you got to shut down until April the 7th. Right. So we, we have a brick and mortar business. The only way we make money pretty much is if people walk in through the doors to make money. Um, so we had to shut down and this was uh, about maybe 10 days or so ago. So we, we shut it down and it's closed. So we're in a lot of the same boat that photographers and coaches and retailers, designers and all that stuff are in because we had to, um, because we had to close down. So these are strategies that we're using both with Roddy Med Spa and with um, uh, and with Pageant Planet that we're going to share. Okay. Yeah. So, so do you want me to take? I'll take the first point. So um, yeah. the first is like to cancel um, or delay, and this is like specifically to pageants or if you have things like trunk shows or whatever. And the general blanket statement um, is like if it's in June, like wait and see. Because like we don't know how things are going to pan out right now, and many of you have like put deposits on your location, um, etc. So wait and see. Um, if it's like in May or earlier, um, like consider rescheduling. Like Jesse, I know that you're going through the painful experience right now of having to reschedule your wedding, like that's in May. So um, you can probably speak a little bit more to that. No, you're absolutely right. It's one of those things where right now in New York State they're suggesting. No get no large gatherings like weddings until May 10th. So we're right over the bubble, but we're in the phase of, you know, we have a lot of people that are immunocompromised and we don't want to put them at risk. So it's like, you know what? I'd rather wait and see um, later on in the year and then like just get it over with now so I can reschedule. But it is a difficult process. You're thinking about, okay, who can and can't come now versus then? Who uh, is it going to be totally fine? And then we could have just done it as planned. Do I miss my vendors? So it's, it's, arduous and it weighs on you. And I can definitely relate to those business owners, um, that have events planned because it's just, it's terrible. And especially for business owners where it can impact their entire year revenue. And I so feel for you and I, I'm so sorry you're dealing with this. Yeah. And that's, you know, that Renata and I, we also do a conference annually for permanent makeup artists, you know, so thankfully it's not until September. So we don't have to do this, um, because it's so soon, but we're waiting to see. And other people that have similar um, like trade shows or things like this that we put on, they've had to cancel. And like we're flying in international speakers and all that. So we're certainly watching it close. And it's, you know, because of that, we can speak to it. And Jesse with her wedding, very similar. So like I said, we're all we're all impacted here. Yeah. Um, so the second strategy that businesses can use um, is see what payments you can delay. So if you're a pageant or a retailer, like reach out to like, if you do have the venues, right, reach out to see what maybe um, 
automated payments like your uh, cell phone bill. Like, so we, we have uh, the medical spa, we have machines that do these really fancy things. So we just picked up and we called the leasing agent to just say, Hey, um, are you doing anything for the payments? based on um, the coronavirus and mm-hmm. they've delayed payments. So we don't have to make uh, payments on these machines because these machines wow. are like over six figures, right? Wow. Um, they're like a lot of money and we don't have to spin or make a payment until June. That is incredible that they're doing that. Yeah. And then also um, we bought all this product, right? So the product will expire um, because we're not in there. Right. And some of the stuff that we've used. And so we said, hey, are you doing anything for um, the coronavirus? And they're like, oh, any product that expires during this time, we will take it back and give you a credit. So I'm like, wow. Whoa. And they're like, and um, because and this happens with a lot of uh, businesses like retailers specifically, um, you buy inventory and then they'll say you can pay it in net 30 or net 60. So you've got 30 or 60 days to pay for it. Um, and then, so we called up the people we buy our product from like our Botox and our fillers and all that stuff. And, um, they said, well, we've extended it out like 60 days. So, uh, we already have like a net 30 or a net 60, um, which I think is net 30. So they extended it out another like two months. So now it's like you have, um, like basically three months instead of 30 days to pay for it. So all those things, like businesses are really, um, like we called, um, even like our lease, like for our car and we're like, Hey, can you like do anything with that? And they're like, yeah, we, so they delayed the lease payment for two months. Wow. So a lot of people are chipping in a lot of really incredible ways that you just don't know until you ask. I mean, they're not going to call me and tell me, right? So just certain things like that. Um, there, there are programs out there that can help you stretch your money longer during this time. Do you happen to have a Volkswagen? <laughs> no, we, but we have a Mercedes. And if Mercedes is willing to do that, then maybe Volkswagen will. Well, shoot. <laughs> can, we, can we wrap this up then? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so the next, the next point is actually something that we, we talk about a lot at Pageant Planet is uh, dealing with refunds. And when possible, instead of just giving someone their money back, can you provide additional perks or a value add? Because with Pageant Planet and our VA membership program, sometimes a client either doesn't necessarily know how to follow the correct steps to get scheduled, or maybe they picked a time that doesn't work for them. And they're like, you know what? This really isn't working for me. And we say, okay, why did you sign up in the first place? And let's talk about what you were hoping to gain from it. And what did we miss? And how do we make it right? So instead of having to like cut that refund right then and right there saying, yep, for sure, here's your money back. We say, okay, what can we do to make this right? Because as a company, we always want people to get the value of their dollar with us and feel like they're leaving with something beneficial to them. So there's always things you can do, whether it's extending their membership. And I'm speaking specifically Pageant Planet, so it might be more transactional for you listening. But it's things like, okay, how can I extend it? Or if you're a pageant and you don't know what you're doing yet with your events, is that, okay, we will transfer it to the new date that we have. So there's all sorts of things you can do. And it's just a matter of user experience, making sure that person doesn't feel like they are getting less than what they paid for. Yeah, because sometimes people appear... Not sometimes. I would say most frequently when someone's dealing with us via email, like I I read most of the complaints and people are irate because they're talking to a brand, 
right? They're talking to, and they're, they're functioning out of fear most of the time. So they appear very aggressive, but when you get them on the phone and you're like, okay, what, what's going on here? And they really kind of calm down and you're able to get to the heart of it. So it, yeah. it really is helpful in that way. So if somebody is like, appearing very demonstrative, very aggressive via email, pick up the phone and call them and talk with them with that way. Um, some of the other things that we do as a, as a value add, and Jesse's really great about this, um, is um, to that point, if somebody wants a, um, a refund, we're like, well, I mean, rather than going away just disgruntled, could we make it up for you um, and just like, what if we gave you a few extra coaching tips or a few extra coaching one-on-one coaching sessions with Jesse? Um, so we do things like that. So if you're a pageant, maybe it's like, well, what if I let you compete in an optional for free at, at no additional cost? Um, if we just let this ride or if you're um, uh, maybe a coach and somebody's bought a bunch of in-session um, things where we're like, well, we know this is going to blow over eventually. What if I coach you a few times for free digitally and you can keep that in that session, but it's just for free, something to kind of, um, hold it over. So mm-hmm. th- things like that can be very powerful. And then you as a business, y- you're not losing money and the client is getting way more than what they ever could get in another situation. Yep, definitely. Yeah. So my, this is a, another one for me is, um, not everyone is being impacted negatively. And some people, they have reserves. So like, they're fine. So if you can, now is the absolute time to buy. There's been, um, there is a software that is very expensive. Um, that it's an accounting software that um, for Pageant Planet, um, I, I was looking into at the beginning of all this. And um, because we're just, Anyway, so we're in the market. So I was, I was looking into it. Well, after the coronavirus like put business to a standstill, they said, well, if you sign up now, um, you won't have to make your first payment for six months. So it's like, okay. Well done. Yeah, interested. And they're like, also, we're going to waive the setup fee, which is like normally $5,000 for the setup fee, right? And then they're like, additionally, what we're going to do is instead of the normal monthly fee, it basically they're going to cut that by it's almost like 50% too. So like I don't have to make the payment for six months. I get it 50% and I don't have to pay the startup. So it's like, that's pretty enticing, right? But I could mm-hmm. never get that deal. I could never get that deal if um, it was not in this time. So if you do have the resources, right, and you're not, and it's not going to jeopardize the security of what you're paying your staff, or it's not going to jeopardize like your livelihood. If there are softwares or different products that you're looking at, now is really a great time to buy. So if you're um, a retailer and you're thinking on bringing on a new designer, right, there's not a whole lot of ordering happening. So you could reach out to that particular designer, Jonathan Kane, Giovanni, whatever, and I bet you, you could get deals that you could never get at any other time. Very likely. Yeah. So buy if you can. Um, the next I can one. relate to this one. Okay. Yeah. You want to do this one? 
Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, my my nine to five involves uh, sports marketing. And right now there's no professional sports happening anywhere. So our 100 year old company is uh, asked to furlough most of the employees of the company and it's uh, new era cap. And so as of yesterday, I am technically furloughed. So I'm filing for unemployment. And right now the federal government is being so generous with economic stimulus packages for those that are finding themselves themselves unemployed. Um, those, anyone that paid into social security in the year 2018, I think is eligible for these economic stimulus packages. So it's very simple. Every state has their own website to be able to file and every state has different restrictions and rules. I know New York is waiving the seven day waiting period. You have to be, um, unemployed before you can claim unemployment. So look into your state websites now because, and again, is it federally, Stephen, that for four months we're giving the max benefits each week? Did I you think, see that? Or was it, cause I know New York is being pretty, um, pretty generous. I thought it was uh, across the, those. I mean, this is United States specific, but um, yeah, I think it's for four months that you're getting a hundred percent of what you used to get while on, and while on unemployment. I don't know if it's 100% of what you used to get. I think it's 100% of the max unemployment number. Oh, okay. Which is still very generous for this time. So check out your state website, your country website, see what's available for you. And again, like I said, so many people are not requiring a waiting period. So log on right now, check it out and see what kind of relief you can get. And so, and typically, and this is going to apply to the businesses, right? Because a lot of you businesses might have turned off and been like, "Ugh, well, it doesn't apply to me because I'm a sole proprietor or I'm a small business owner, like a retailer. A sole proprietor is somebody that's maybe not incorporated um, or they don't have an LLC. Maybe you're a pageant coach just running your business off of your social security number. Mm. Well, right now, the federal government, to Jesse's point, inside the United States is also being very generous to sole proprietors, small business owners. Um, if you have less than 100 employees, which pageant planet would fall under there, and you have a loss of income, you could also apply for unemployment. So if you, like, for example, as a pageant director, if your things have been canceled and then that impacted you, your income, you could apply. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to get approved, right? But I'm just saying that in times past, you would have, you can't get unemployment, right? You're like, you're a business owner. But now because it's, everyone is affected, the federal government has really been loose um, on their requirements and they mm -hmm. are considering sole proprietors and small business owners for unemployment, which has never happened before. Yeah. Huge, huge advantage. Yeah. So the next one is like get an SBA loan. So SBA, and this is for those specific inside the United States. I wish I knew more. I just don't know about what's happening in the UK, Canada, uh, Philippines, Australia, South Africa. Like those are our big hubs of people that listen to us. But, um, your government no doubt probably has something similar or support, you know, but if you just do your research and my suspicion is, it's probably similar to the United States where the, rules are a lot more lax than they are than they than they were previous so um for sba it stands for small businesses administrated administration and if for example you were in business for one year prior to the disaster happening um you can file for a disaster loan which is kind of for, it's a forgivable loan which would be more of like a grant which you're say okay i lost this much money because of the coronavirus um pandemic epidemic or pandemic i, I haven't looked that pandemic. up pandemic um 
So, and they will, if you, you know, if you qualify or whatever, they will give you that amount or another amount and it's a forgivable loan. So, meaning you don't have to pay it back. Also, certain banks have already started to roll out that you could get um, like $25,000 and uh, from through the SBA, it's an SBA loan too, uh, they'll give you like $25,000 and um, you only pay um, you only pay interest on it for like the first they waive all payments for like the first six months, I think. And then you only pay interest for like the next year. And then you have like another two or three years to pay it back after that. So very generous. Um, and it's like 4% um, interest rate. So not a lot of money. Um, and again, I have the details a bit blurred on that because I was looking at it for like Renata and uh, Pageant Planet too, right? Because we've all been impacted. Um and so because of that, uh, just contact your banker um, if you ha- or contact your bank and say, hey, do you have any SBA loans available? Like, what are the options? And if your bank doesn't have anything, call around to different banks because different banks have different products. And I found a lot of benefit. Like if you're at Bank of America, for example, I wouldn't really start with them because, I mean, we used to bank with them, but they're just it's a lot cha- lot more challenging to get things done. So I went to a slightly smaller bank than bank, well, slightly, it's smaller. It's Bank of America, they're huge. So we went to a smaller bank where I have a personal relationship and now I can just call the banker and say, hey, like, I, I need this. Like, what do you suggest? And he looks through his products. So, and again, if your bank doesn't have it, call another bank because they right now are like, they are in high cotton because they're they're so busy. I mean, our bankers work in like 10, 15 hours a day. Every day is um, he's just swamped. So the only requirement is like you'll need to open up a banking checking account. So mm-hmm. and it's the same way for like lines of credit. There's different things. Uh, if you're not familiar with a line of credit, it acts as like a credit card almost like where the credit is there, but you're only charged interest when you pull it out. Um, so there's a lot of different banks that offer that um but gosh and most of that is not secured either like you don't have to put up your house for collateral or cars or whatever it's just run based on your credit score so um i believe if you have an over 700 credit card score you can get they can just do your information over the phone and you can get pretty much pre-approved for up to I think it's up to a hundred. Yeah, it's up to a hundred thousand dollars. Um, and so as a general rule of thumb, if your gross revenue is a hundred thousand dollars, um, you can get a line of credit for like 10% of that. Um, like pretty much instantly. Uh, so again, based on your receipt, if your gross revenue is whatever it is, it's just 10% is what your line of credit. And then you just pull it out just like a checking account and then you only pay interest on it. Right. And so, um, if you pull out like $5,000, you only have to pay that interest back, um, month by month, but the whole line of credit just needs to be paid back over 12 months. So it's really beneficial. If you have a credit card, that's kind of maybe uh, reaching its limit. You can, um, or you're not going to be able to pay it off. Well, you don't want to pay 17% interest. So a line of credit will probably land you anywhere from, let's say six and a half percent to eight and a half percent. So use your line of credit to pay off your credit card, right? So you save like 10% on interest rates. Um, and then the other thing you can do, of course, is like, 
call your credit card company and just say, can I have a, a credit extension so that there's more wiggle room on there for you, which I'm sure they will be, um, you know, willing to do. So what outside of like the official financial things they should be doing, I'm sure there's some planning that can go into the businesses right now. Do you have any advice for small businesses that are either just starting out or maybe just having a tough time getting their head around everything happening? Yeah. So you want you want to focus on your control your controllables. Um, did Don Baker say that? I feel like I, I want to give him credit for it, but um, I heard it from somewhere. But anyways, I guess it doesn't matter. But there, there's two main things. Um, first is to think through your actual marketing plan um, or like pageant experience that, that you had that you gave your contestants for last year and see what's working and like what could be improved. So really want to dissect it and take this time where most people are just kind of bored to tears at home because they're just not able to go anywhere. Um, so Search Engine Journal, it's a marketing uh, website. It said that 50% of small businesses don't have a marketing plan. They actually surveyed all their businesses and 50% have no strategy concerning marketing. And if you think about it, basically everything is marketing. Like at Pageant Planet, we label our content as part of our marketing strategy because marketing is just contributing value. You're not necessarily asking for a sale. You're using content. You're using services to cultivate relationships. Like our customer service department is also viewed as a, um, as part of our marketing plan, our marketing strategy. So you want to just really think through and just say, what can you do that maybe it's, is not working? And what are some of the areas that are also really good where you're crushing it? Um, and then just really think through of what can be improved. So that's that. I mean, I love the what worked and what can be improved business model as far as like every aspect of my life. So if you're not already evaluating things that are giving you pain with that sense, I would say like that's the easiest thing to start in any aspect of your business or your personal life. Yeah, agreed. So the next thing that somebody can do too, again, you have this dedicated time and everybody is super understanding right now. If they can't get a hold of you right away or like if you're you kind of you're just not getting bombarded with the type of calls and stuff that what you normally are. So use this time and look at your budget. Um, according to, I believe it was um, smallbusiness.com where I got this stat, but um, 61% of small businesses did not create a budget in 2018. Like your your finances is the lifeblood of your of your business. And if you're not handling that aspect correctly, you're not going to grow to the success that I know everybody wants. So you have to know like where your expenses are happening, where your revenue points are. Like basically, if you're a coach, right, this could look like, oh, people book me like 80% of my clients book me for interview coaching and only like 5% for like walking and posing. Maybe I should just like stop marketing myself as a walking and posing coach and just focus a hundred percent of my efforts on interview because that's what's yielding me the most results maybe as a pageant you're finding that the number one reason why people sign up for your pageant is your prize package so it's like okay cool if you know that then it's like maybe i can focus a hundred percent of my marketing budget um and my like uh experience budget on the prize package 
So all those kinds of things, like, so looking at your budget, like knowing like where your revenue is coming in is really great because it helps you focus your attention. And also if you see like my biggest expense right now, um, is venue space. How can I save money on the venue space? Or maybe it's like getting your national title holders to your event or for a retailer, maybe your biggest expense is a designer that you're not really moving a large volume of their dresses. So you're like, gosh, this is my biggest expense. I don't lose a lot of volume in their dresses. I probably need to cut that out. But your numbers tell a story. And if you don't have a budget and if you're not tracking where your revenue's coming in or where your expenses are going out, you're not able to make these educated decisions. So for us, one of the things I do when um, is I track all of our uh, all of our expenses and our revenue portals too. Um, so anytime I sign up for any service, it's nine dollars a month, ten dollars a month. It goes on um, it goes on the budget. So I'm always looking at it, and then as I'm reviewing it on a monthly basis, like the actual expenses, I'm like, am I do these expenses make sense? Because even though, um, for example, I called Comcast and I'm like, gosh my bill is expensive. And you know what? For the most part, I just use internet. I don't even watch cable. So I call them and it's like, Hey, can I get, um, can I save money anywhere? And, um, they're like, yeah, well, let's take a look at your package. I save $7 a month, right? Which doesn't seem like a lot of money, but $7 a month times 12 is $84. So I've saved $84 a year by doing absolutely nothing. Right, and then there's another software that I have that costs seventy-five dollars a month. Well, that software is now technically um, that saving has paid for that software for one month, right? But the other thing that happened was when I was in Comcast Xfinity, I was like, "Oh, you all do cell phone plans? Like, how much are your cell phone plans?" And they're like, "It's unlimited data, unlimited talk, unlimited text for um, it's like forty-five dollars a month." And I'm like, "Sold." Because I'm paying like Renata and I for Verizon where we were, it was, I mean, I think we we're paying $160 for our two lines and an iPad or 170 So that saved us, it was like 50 bucks a month, which is $600 a year, right? So now that software between those two savings is free because of like what the savings that we generated. So it's things like that that just really help, but I, I wouldn't have been able to see those connection points if I wasn't a stickler about tracking where our expenses come from. Right. And I will totally say that as someone that is from the pageant industry, we often don't have those strengths of wanting to be tracking and wanting to focus on the administrative side, but we have to. I mean, a lot of people that are pageant coaches are pageant coaches because they excel in soft skills but they don't excel in mathematics, analytics, et cetera. So you don't see them thriving in their business. So I would definitely say take heed to what you're hearing and and try to make as many changes as you possibly can to last longer. But um, I think that definitely brings us to like, how can we support specific businesses, Stephen, if you want to like, let's run through a couple of these. Yeah, I'll run through them pretty quick because I know this is a longer than normal podcast, but there's just a lot of stuff to cover. Um, so first you have pageants. Um, and this right here is just run promotions, run discounts on pageant entry fees, and also give payment options through, um, depending what software you can use, there's an opportunity for you to break up their payments for them. So you can do like, um, you know, a down deposit now and then pay again 
in two months or three months, whatever. So, or you could say sign up now, pay in six months, sign up now, pay in three months. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the other thing that we covered was like, get your podcast, get your contestants, like digital appearances from podcasts to um, YouTube in- interviews, like submit your pod, your contestant for our podcast. We're talking about your contestant and your pageant on this podcast, you know, just like we do every week. So that's a great way for you to do that on her behalf, his mm-hmm. or her behalf. Uh, the other is to reach out to new sponsors, like use this time. We're in an unprecedented time where everybody's home, right? People aren't necessarily calling. Um, they don't have the distractions of businesses. So reaching out to new sponsors right now, you're much more likely to get them on the phone to at least start to cultivate the relationship, see what their needs are, et cetera, like no other time in history. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some pageants that um, are advertisers with us that are using this this strategy, which is hosting a digital pageant and like community competitions for their contestants. So think in terms of like, if you have to cancel, right, is there a way to host a digital pageant where people are submitting their evening gown, their walking patterns or whatever via video, right? And then you're creating like a top 10 or top five based on that. Um, And then maybe you can create some sort of voting or people's choice awards through Pageant Planet in connection with that digital so that you can raise some revenue too. So fun things like that are still happening in the industry. Um, And the other thing that you can do for pageants, these two other things, is make sure that your profile on Pageant Planet is up to date. Like it has the new date attached um, because the whole ranking feature with um, in our directory, a lot of it, I don't want to say a lot of it, but you can filter pageants based on dates. So making sure that if you're a national director, making sure your state and local directors have their pageants added on Pageant Planet with the data attached. I mean, more now than ever, girls are searching and looking for pageants and looking for like interesting and new systems. And honestly, there's no other place to find it than on our website. So if you're not doing it, then your competition is and you're just shooting yourself in the foot. You've got Mm -hmm. extra time right now, so you just might as well do it. It doesn't cost anything to list your pageant. And if you're a title holder that's still listening, like do this for your director. Like you can do it for them because you're you should be marketing their pageant. That's your job as a spokesmodel. So Mm -hmm. taking the bull by the horns, taking their email and just like, you know, giving them admin access or whatever afterwards, but do it for them, you know? Um, and the other thing is like we've got this new feature coming out where on the directory listings like right now it just shows the the pageant name and how many uh, star reviews on average. Well, this new feature we have coming out um, within the next few months um, at the very latest will shows also how many reviews. So if you have a five star review, one five star review, it's going to show five star rating, but only one review on the directory page. So it's going to kind of take away some of that. Like it's going to show who actually has a lot of reviews. The other thing that's going to show is the amount of contestants who've competed in your system. So when you're when you're typing in to our search bar and you're saying I'm a contestant or I'm a I'm a girl who lives in Nebraska, who's 23 years old and I want to compete in a pageant, all the pageants will filter up, but it's going to show how many reviews you have and how many contestants. So if you only have like two contestants, it's going to say two contestants have competed, which is going to start to take away some of your credibility as other people have hundreds of contestants that's competed in their pageant. Because mm-hmm. if you're a title holder that's looking to compete and get involved in a new system, you're like, oh, wow, this pageant has had hundreds or thousands of contestants, and this pageant has had two. 
I'm more interested in this pageant. It's just the nature of the beast. So you can take this time right now to encourage your contestants or do it for them um, to add themselves to the database and start tagging them. So that's that for pageants. And what about for retailers? Yeah. So retailers, for example, like pageant plan is offering a promo right now where we don't charge you for advertising until you actually sell an item from our shop. So as a retailer, you have the ability to upload your entire inventory onto our shop. And then we use our advertising dollars right now to help sell items in our shop. So if you're a retailer, you don't pay us a dime. Like if it takes us six months to sell something like from that you've created in our shop and like you're at the highest tier, you get that for six months for free. Like we don't try, we, your advertising package starts when we actually help you sell something. So meanwhile, you're getting all the other benefits and it's costing you nothing. And you know what? If you sign up and we start helping you sell items right away, then yeah, you're going to get charged right away, but you're making money. So you're going to make it back on the inventory that you're selling. So it's a win-win opportunity. And we've done this for this special time. So, and take advantage of promos like this, call these other designers to see if you can, um, see if they have any special promos or delay options happening. And um, the other thing as retailers can do is to make sure all of your Google map information is accurate on all channels where your address shows. One of the factors, like if people go to Google maps and they type in uh, prom dresses near me for sale, one of the things that Google uses to help you rank is how many exact occurrences that location, like your store location appears around the web. So if your address is on pageant planet, and it should be because if the more your instances increase, again, the more your rankings inside of Google Maps increase. So make sure that if you have a suite, suite number, it's it's like the abbreviation is S-T-E or it's spelled out S-U-I-T-E, like suite number two or suite number two. Um, because you want it, everything to be exact. And for your phone number, you want it all to be exact too, because that's one of the things that Google uses for accuracy. So making sure that all the different areas, um, your maybe if you have a Yelp or if you have uh, Yahoo, whatever, going through and making sure all of your phone number and your address is 100% complete. Um, and the other thing is tag contestants who have worked with you and get reviews. So again, the same feature that we talked about with pageants, but we're going to show like how many reviews you get, um, how many reviews you've received and how many contestants you've actually worked with directly from the, the directory. And like our reviews show up in Google. So when somebody Googles, um, like, uh, shops near me. If you don't have any Google reviews, but you have pageant planet reviews, it shows in the reviews around the web section. And if somebody's just Googling your business, those reviews pop up right from the search engines. You are an expert in SEO that I only hope to someday achieve. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while. I mean, in fairness, I've been doing it since like 2007. So I mean, we notice, I mean, as a global company, I mean, I see if, if you are not only a business, but if you're looking to get back into corporate workforce, like SEO is where you should focus because that is where all the magic happens. Yeah, it really is. And uh, unlike, unlike Facebook and Instagram and all that, if you're building your channel hundred percent on Instagram, I'm telling you, it's not going to happen right now, but mark it down, right? It's not going to happen. It might take a, a year or two, but 
they're going to throttle your Instagram if you're a business exactly like Facebook throttled um, all the pages. I mean, we went from getting about um, 5,000 new visitor or new fans a week on our fan page to um, getting like five, you know, and sometimes like negative because of the changes. Facebook is a business and they want to make you pay for those rankings. Instagram is the same. It's why they release business-only features. And they said, hey, click here to verify that you're your business and get access to all these new features, right? These insights. Well, of course you're going to do it, but they're also segmenting who's a business, who's an influencer, and who's all that because they're going to make you start paying for it. They're not dumb. Like They know that influencers and all that is making money on their channel. So to say that you're building or like you've got this large Instagram following doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot because in a moment and in a week, right, Facebook can change that to throttle it. So SEO, Google thrives um, on getting the best search results, right? So that's why SEO really trumps social media marketing. There was a time where social media marketing was way, way cooler or like way more effective than SEO. Well, now that the masses have caught on to search, uh, social media marketing, SEO is kind of being dropped by the wayside. So, um, but really focus on your SEO now, start building up your website now by implementing some of these strategies because mark my words, I promise you, Instagram is going to do the same thing Facebook did because Instagram is owned by Facebook. You're already seeing results. You're already seeing signs of it. If we put a dollar sign in our description, it tanks. Like, so if we're doing a post and we're like, oh, this is $50. It gets like, I don't know, like 50 likes or 100 likes or 200 likes versus if we don't put a dollar sign, that same post, because I've had the, the team do it multiple times just to see, that same post will get like almost 1,000. So it's it really interesting to see. They're already doing it, and when they, when they roll it out officially, and it might take them a year or so, but it is going to happen. So preactively do it now before it's a problem. Yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. Okay. So that's retailers. We have three more. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I will I will hyperdrive now. Um, yes, yes. Okay, okay. So designers. So designers. Offer special terms for new retailers. You know, create what those special terms are, but offer it. Um, also, as I said earlier, look in the software that's going to make your business more successful. Negotiate on the terms. Negotiate on the terms. Negotiate on the terms. If you're in a position to buy, now's the time to buy. Um, and also for social media, like upload new sketches each day on Instagram, like with the hashtag like Creative Quarantine or something like that. Right? Um, there's this new Instagram. Well, it's not a new Instagram account, but this dad he uses Photoshop to basically replicate his kids' drawings of like a giraffe. <laughs> so he takes a real giraffe and like distorts the faces and the body or whatever to match the kids' drawings. So you see it in real life. But it's just like really cool, fun thing. Animal Planet shared it. And then, so that's how I saw it. But um, it just, he's making effective use of his time. So doing things like that would be really cool and something your audience would like to see. Yep, for sure. And so that's designers. Now let's move on to coaches, hair and makeup artists, uh, and other experts. Yeah. So, um, like personal trainers and all that, like run digital workshops, do lives. Um, so like digital workshops, I mean, if you're a hair and makeup stylist and, a, um, like partner with other coaches, do, um, somebody is doing like a, a digital seminar like in the pageant community. Um, I think it's Alicia Darby with her podcast. So doing things like that, where you're bringing the community together and, and pushing it out, um, 
like a digital workshop is a great idea. Um, also, like go live with a daily pageant tip or a strategy or go live if you're a personal trainer with like a daily workout. Um, so people can just like log on and work out from home. You know, that's a real thing that even Renata and I are like struggling to do. And we work out consistently when we're not. But being thrown off your routine, it's just like you don't want to work out from home. But um, the other thing is like update your pageant, uh, your profile on Pageant Planet. If you're skipping down to just coaches, highly suggest you go back to the retailer section. That'll help you understand like why the um, location and phone numbers need to be um, the same. And also like all of our reviews that you get on Pageant Planet will show up inside of Google too, which will help your click-through rate and which helps Google promote you more. All right. And so, and lastly, we've got like photographers and like aesthetics. So like medical spas and spray tan individuals, things like that. Um, upload the photos, the before and after photos on, on your website. Um, so that can really be beneficial for you. And because now you have the time. So, and daily tips and strategies on social is the same and tag contestants you've worked with, um, on pageant planet, make sure all of your Google map information is accurate on all channels, just like the others and tag, um, and then and get to reviews. Because again, if people have had a great experience with you and they're sitting at home doing nothing, then they can like, they have t the time to review you. So mm -hmm. just simply asking for it and people are like, yeah, sure. I've got the time. Um, and then you can, you can do that. And also high school kids are extremely bored right now. I mean, I, I heard it from my own sister. She was like, yeah, my kids are bored to tears because they can't go outside or anything. So find a way that if you do have the more disposable income, is there a way that maybe you could hire some of these high school students or like get them engaged to do something because they are so bored and on their phones can you make that work for you and work for your business? Well, that was a ton of information, but all valuable. So thank you for listening. And if you receive any benefit, which you should have pulled something out of there to benefit from this show or from ones previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It may seem like a small action, but it really helps us keep the show going. Until next time. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.